Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For AZPM, I'm Tim Swindle, Professor Emeritus of Planetary Science at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Daniela Dallagestina, an assistant professor in the university's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory and principal investigator of the upcoming OSIRIS APEX spacecraft mission. Welcome, Danny. Thanks, Tim. OSIRIS-REx will be returning samples of the asteroid Bennu to Earth on September 24th, but the spacecraft is just dropping them off and it will still be on a uh, orbit around the sun. What are you going to do with it next? That's a great question, Tim. So uh, for a long time now, we've known that the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft doesn't really have a purpose after the sample is returned in uh, September of this year. And so about two years ago, we started looking at other possibilities. What could we use the spacecraft for to study something else in the solar system? Fortunately, the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft trajectory puts it on a potential rendezvous path with an asteroid called Apophis that is going to come very close to the Earth in 2029. And so we're going to take a long cruise through the inner solar system, swing by our own planet a few times, and eventually catch up to Apophis right after it makes that very close encounter with our own planet. Why Apophis? So when Apophis was discovered in 2004, it became a pretty infamous asteroid right off the bat because it makes this very close encounter with the Earth in 2029. So close, in fact, that shortly after it was discovered, there was a lot of scare that it might collide with the Earth during that rendezvous. Uh, we now know that Apophis is not going to collide with the Earth, but it is going to get within one-tenth of the distance between the Earth and the Moon, and it's going to be visible in the night sky in parts of Europe and Africa during that close approach. So it's going to be a, a big deal. Um, we've never had a near-Earth asteroid get that's th this large get this close to our planet. We've never been able to see one with the naked eye. And so I think the whole world is going to be captivated by Apophis uh, during that close encounter. How large is Apophis? Apophis in its longest dimension is just under 500 meters. So it kind of has an, a potato shape. It's a little longer in one direction versus the other. But in that long dimension, it's about as tall as the Empire State Building. How long will you stay at Apophis? So we will rendezvous with Apophis uh, just a few months after its close encounter in 2029, and then we're going to spend about 18 months uh, surveying it and getting a good sense of how our close encounter with uh, our being the Earth's close encounter with Apophis might have uh, changed its surface. And what will you be doing at Apophis? <laughs> so we're going to be doing a lot of things at Apophis with the spacecraft that were done at asteroid Bennu with OSIRIS-REx. We're going to be examining its color, its shape, the distribution of things like boulders and craters across its surface. But then towards the end of the mission, we're going to get a little sporty. Because this is an extended mission, so this is NASA's second use of the spacecraft to explore a planetary target, we can get a little risky. And one of the things we're going to do is get really, really close to the surface, turn up our spacecraft thrusters, and blow around a bunch of asteroid dirt so we can get a sense of what its subsurface looks like. And if you survive that, is there another mission on in the works? So right now, our spacecraft has enough fuel left that we could potentially do another extended mission after Apophis. That might mean that we keep the spacecraft at Apophis for a little longer, study it a little more, or if we find another destination in the inner solar system, it's possible we could send the spacecraft there. 
starting an extended mission isn't as dramatic as something like a launch. Are you going to have some sort of ceremony to turn over the keys to the <laughs> spacecraft or something when you take over? We are literally having a change of command ceremony uh, to signify the change in decision-making authority from OSIRIS-REx to OSIRIS-APEX. And actually right after that, while we don't have a launch, we go into what we're calling our perihelion passages. So in our cruise through the inner solar system, we're taking the spacecraft closer to the sun than it was originally designed uh, for. And so that means things are going to get a little warmer than they were designed to get. We still think everything and have a lot of confidence that everything is going to be in good shape and and this won't be um, an issue. But we'll be paying very close attention (laughs) after those perihelion passages just to make sure that the spacecraft is still performing nominally and all our instruments work. Good luck with the Apophis mission, Danny. Thanks so much, Tim. Our guest today has been Daniela Della Justina, who will be leading the mission as the spacecraft previously known as OSIRIS-REx becomes the OSIRIS-Apophis Explorer. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the AZPM website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.